Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, today is a special day for everyone working in the NHS. It's also a special day if you don't work in the NHS, but have, like most of us, good reason to be thankful that 75 years ago today, a baby was safely delivered in a small cottage hospital in Wales, just one minute after midnight. Anira Thomas was born. In her book, The Baby's Mother, Edna Thomas, tells us she was determined her baby would be the first NHS baby. <laughs> Three minutes to midnight, when the baby's head was visible, the doctor said, Edna, Edna, you'll need to wait. Don't push. <laughs> and when the clock ticked over to a minute past midnight, the first NHS baby was delivered. Named after the man whose determination and vision turned the complexities of the beverage report and the political pushing and shoving into a reality. It had been Edna's idea to wait. It was the doctor's idea to name the child after the man who had made it possible for the birth to be free and safe, for the child to live her entire life in the assurance of free care. Anarin Bevan. Many of you will know I was born before the NHS. From the stories of childhood and in later reminiscences of my family, I know firsthand the huge weight the service took off the shoulders of working people. Despite a serious illness, a big accident and all the tribulations that came the way of a working class kid, thanks to the school nurse, the family doctor and A&E, I'm still here, <laughs> and so is the NHS. I just hope I'll not outlive it. The talk among the chattering classes, will the NHS survive? It must be reformed, they say. Mostly wealthy people with the resource to go private, and young people who've never experienced the fear of what serious accident, illness or the happenstance of life might bring their way. Yes, the NHS is struggling, and despite Amanda Pritchard's attempt on the Koonsberg show on Sunday to tiptoe around the truths of our extremists, it's political neglect that's led to a disastrous industrial relations policy. Political decisions led to near 10 years of flatline funding that ripped the foundations out of NHS training, refurbishment and innovation. Political decisions to shilly-shally around on social care and frankly mislead the public that have made life intolerable for so many older people and hospital discharge unworkable. Political decisions to shelve pandemic preparedness, leaving the NHS on the back foot from the get-go. Political decisions to shelve workforce planning since 2003, 20 years, and to make things worse an argy-bargy with a new plan for five months, resulting in unsafe staffing and a catch-up plan that will take 15 years to resolve. Political failure has culminated in waiting lists that were 4.5 million before COVID and have got to the point now where we all know people will die waiting. It's worth remembering, despite it all, right now, in the NHS, it's treating more people than at any time in its history. So in my e-letter this morning, I, in the printed version, I invite you to print out the bullet points that I just read out. And when you come across the know-all, the better-knower and the know-everything brigade, 
give it to them as an NHS birthday present. Rectally. And you can add data from the NHS workforce plan that's just been published on pages 28 and 29. We're 25th on the list for practicing doctors per thousand head of population. 18th for nurses using the same measure. We're 18th on the list of medical graduates per 100,000 population. 17th on the list for nursing graduates. And productivity that until COVID was outstripping the performance of the wider economy and given the time and space, will do again. Growth in demand has not been matched by investment in the education pipeline. If it wasn't for a day of celebration, I could get very angry, particularly with the likes of that useless Sajid Javid hiding behind the Times paywall yesterday, claiming the NHS has made us sicker and calling for reform and a royal commission. I don't forget, in a tweet he's since deleted, he accused us of cowering from Covid, and again in a tweet in support of Bojo during the Partygate fiasco. He was the Secretary of State for Health at the time. I tell you what makes me sick. Javid and the whole ragbag shambles that pass for today's greasy, pole-climbing, knuckle-headed government, truth deniers and fraudsters, grifters and petty criminals, sex pests and toucher-uppers. That's the Tories. Labour, spectators and gawpers. Too timid to nail on a policy in case it offends someone who might not vote for them, or may vote for them, or don't know. If only they were clear about who will vote for them. Reform the system? The NHS is only here because it survived a dozen useless reforms by idiots from both parties, not because of it. General management, internal markets, competitive tendering, trust, foundation trust, PCT, CCGs, the disaster that was Lansley, ICBs, and nurses are still wiping bottoms, and some hospitals are still wiping the dust off folders of handwritten patient records. Insurance systems, co-payments, contributions, I'm past caring. I do care that take your taxes from your left-hand pocket and insurance payments from your right-hand pocket, it's still your trousers, your money. If anyone thinks it's cheaper for a dozen insurance companies to collect the money, pay themselves, shareholders, overheads, management costs, and still provide care free at the point of need, they're bonkers. Health spending per head is about £2,600 a person, less than the EU14 average of 2900 less than the G7 average of 3500 and less than France £3,308, and Germany a whopping £4,131. No, the NHS is not a religion, as the sneering snobs, snobs decried. It's a public service that people like you, me, your family and the bloke in the chip shop depends on. We value it as a national asset to be invested in and working people hold it in the highest regard. Workforce, waiting and wonga, whatever the temporary travails today and every day, it's okay to be proud of what you do. Happy birthday.